Mama. Maman. Mom. Mommy. Mommy. This is Mother Mine. Reflections on our mothers and how they've shaped us. Ten. Special. My mom was always a work when I was little because I was raised by my grandmother. And the special thing was when we had a chance to go and visit her at her office. She worked as a clerk and uh, she had uh, those, now we call them old fashioned typewriters. And it was really amazing to get the chance to be there. We were, me and my sister were very quiet girls, especially me. And we could stay there at our office sometimes. And when there was a chance, even type on the typewriter or tidy up the papers. Back in those days when I was growing up, ladies used to wear their fur coats, la pelliccia, la pelliccia di visone, that was a status symbol, especially when going to church on Sundays. I do remember vividly the smell of that skin, especially, again, when we were at church and I could hug my mom or be right next to her with that furry thing, you know. It was a very special thing. And then I remember vacation. That's the time when Grandma didn't come on vacation with us and we went on vacation with Mom and Dad. And that was so special because it was our time to be a family of four, not of five. And Mom could cook, although we were usually in a resort where food was included. But I mean, it was a very different situation. And we could do things that we couldn't do with grandma, like eating ice cream, like chocolate ice cream or creamy ice cream that my grandmother didn't allow. And we even had sodas and stuff like that, you know? My grandmother, my mom's mom, was sick and she was brought to the hospital. And my mom had arranged to have my dad's colleague for dinner that night and cooking a traditional food of our era called tigella, which is kind of a flatbread. And it requires some time for preparation. It's not difficult, but it requires some time. And um, I really got grumpy at her because she said, Oh, Grandma's at the hospital. How can I make tigella for Prandini, this colleague of my dad? And I thought, well, what kind of a daughter is she? She's so insensitive. Her mom is at the hospital and she's thinking about food. But it wasn't that. It's her coping mechanism. You know, she keeps going on with what she has in mind despite all the adversities. Even to this day, when we talk on computer or on the phone, she sees me and she says, well, did you comb your hair? Because my hair is pretty <laughs> depressing compared to, well, her hair is not special either. But I mean, I always wear hats or handkerchiefs or whatever on my head. So um, it's not especially nice. But she always says, well, did you comb your hair? And I'm 51 going on 52. <laughs> I did get married and I did have a child. But the way I did it was probably not the way she had in mind because 
I had the child out of wedlock and then we got married after, which involved moving to the U.S., so putting eight good hours of flight in between us and especially now during a pandemic, they weigh very heavily on us. But she says jokingly that she's alive and well, waiting for us to go visit another time. My mom pops up in my memory a lot. Oh, I'm doing it exactly like she was doing, setting the table, um, how a proper meal has to be served. There's nothing proper in the way we do things in our house now. But especially when I make tigelle or tortellini or lasagne, that's the food of our special days. You know, that's what I think about her. And also when I make la crostata, um, cakes like lettuce pies. She makes them regularly. Or when she makes cookies, she makes lots of cookies, biscotti. And then she posts them on WhatsApp and we can all see them. And she always says, well, I wish I could give a package to you too, but she can't send them over here. And, and that's, I mean, we just joke about that. Now that I'm getting older, especially I am turning into my mother. I'm turning into my grandmother and my mother and my other grandmother too. My body shape, this I could have done without, but um, the things I cook, a certain rigidity, unfortunately, that I got. Again, my mom is not the most um, elastic, most flexible person in the world regarding new ideas. Um, I'm different in her because I'm a bit choleric. So first I catch fire and then the fire dies down and then I do something, even if I said I was never going to do it. But my mom sticks to that. No, I'm not going to do it. You know, things like she's never going to go camping. She's never wanted to go camping because she wants her own toilet. And <laughs> I did go camping. I didn't especially like the toilet part, but um, I did it and I survived and I even liked it. I think the women in my family, all of them, not just my mom, they're the ones who had the most influence on my life. And um, yeah, I miss them all and um, I keep them sacred in my heart. Thank you so much for listening to Mother Mine. I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of our contributors. If you'd like to submit your thoughts about your mother, we'd love to hear from you. Just visit ourmothersourselves.com. That's ourmothersourselves.com. And click on Mother Mind for details of how to participate. There will also be a link in the show notes. I'd like to say a huge thank you to each and every one of our Kickstarter backers. Your generous contributions have made Mother Mind possible, and I am so grateful. Mother Mind is created by me, Katie Semro, and produced in conjunction with Our Mothers Ourselves. Buenas noches, mi amor. Duerme bajo el rosal. Con las manos de...